Viking Boy by Tony Bradman. Blood, fire, vengeance. Chapter 9. Friends and Enemies There was still the matter of Gunnar's thrall ring to be settled. Orm heard about what happened and sent another of his men to Rurik's hut with a message. Gunnar was to have a ring fitted by Hogney, and that was the end of it. Come on, boy, said Rurik. You'll have to swallow your pride. Night had fallen by the time they entered the courtyard again, the smithy's forge casting the only light. The guards crowded round the front of the smithy, laughing and nudging one another, clearly hoping for more entertainment. Rurik pushed through, pulling Gunnar along behind him. Hogney looked up from his anvil, and Gunnar saw that his face was bruised and swollen. You've got some gall coming in here, Rurik, he growled, glaring at them. Unless you brought the boy back so I can kill him after all. No, Hogney, that's not what's going to happen, Rurik answered. We're here because Orm says the boy must have a thrall ring like the other slaves. And as he belongs to me now, just make sure you don't do him any harm. What are you talking about? muttered Hogney, looking confused. I bought the boy from Orm, said Rurik with a grin. It cost me a silver arm ring, but it was worth it just to know he'd be protecting me from you. The guards howled with laughter. Suddenly, two more men barged into the smithy past Thorkel, and the rest went over to stand by Hogney. One was a young man with a cruel mouth, the other a balding warrior who was missing most of his right ear. Both wore chainmail, the young man's particularly fine, although Gunnar noticed that his stomach bulged over his sword belt. Well now, this is an honour, said Rurik. A visit from Prince Stackard, the stupid, an ugly old Arry One-Ear. What can we do for you? The one-eared warrior grabbed his sword hilt, but Stackard put a hand on his arm. Let's not have any more trouble, Arry, he said, smiling. Stackard reminded Gunnar of somebody, but he couldn't think who. Rurik likes to tease, Stackard went on. Mind you, that will probably be the death of him someday. You think so, said Rurik. He gripped his own sword hilt. We'll see which one of us comes to a sticky end first. He turned to Thorkel and the other guards. What do you reckon, lads? Will it be me or Stackard? Don't do anything you'll regret, Rurik, muttered Thorkel. Rurik slowly took his hand off his hilt. The only thing I regret is that I might have missed supper in the hall. So if you could get Hockney to do what Orm wants, Stackard, my new slave and I will be on our way. It's strange, though. I've never understood why you and our idiot Smith should be friends. It's really no surprise, Rurik, Stackard said smoothly, smiling again. A common enemy can often bring men together. Hogney, do as Rurik says. Hogney glared, his face dark with anger. But soon Gunnar was kneeling while, while the smith welded the thrawing shut with the red-hot tip of a poker, the bitter reek of worked iron filling his nostrils. He half expected the smith to burn him with the poker, but Rurik made sure Hogney knew he was watching closely. Gunnar rose to his feet at last, the ring heavy around his neck. Rurik walked out, pushing past Thorkel and his men. Stackard, Arry and Hogney watched him go and Gunnar hurried after him across the courtyard and into the hall. Who's Stackard, Rurik? he said. Why did you call him Prince? What else would you have me call the King of Kalpang's son and heir, said Rurik. Someday all of this will be his, and he's welcome to it. Rurik took a seat at the table, and Gunnar stood behind him. He could see the resemblance between Orm and his son now. Stackard didn't yet have his father's bulk, but they had the same sinister smile. Was Stackard his enemy now too, along with Hogney? Gunnar told himself he didn't care. The only thing that mattered was getting out of Kalpang and bringing father back from Valhalla. He wasn't going to be frightened by feuds or the sight of a few rotting corpses in the harbour. He'd just have to be clever, keep his eyes open and find a way. The days passed. The north wind brought snow and Gunnar learned to be a slave. 
He lived in Rurik's hut and slept by the hearth like a dog, although Rurik kept his word and was a kindly master. There was plenty for Gunnar to do, errands to run, weapons and armour to clean, but Gunnar soon came to believe that Rurik was uncomfortable with the idea of owning a slave. The only time he seemed to like it was when he could flaunt Gunnar in front of Hogni. Before long, Gunnar felt he knew Kalpang as well as the Great Fjord. The town was always full of people. Vikings from the northern lands, tall, fair-haired Saxons from England, Irish men with intricately tattooed faces and bodies. There were loud, bearded Franks from further south, wild-eyed Huns from the lands of Rose behind the Baltic, even dark-skinned Moors. There were traders as well, quick-tongued men who came to buy and sell whatever would bring a profit. And there were slaves, men, women and children from everywhere. Gunnar was one of them now, and he had his fair share of kicks and curses, although no one dared mistreat him when Rurik was around. Gunnar also came to know more about Orm and the people of his hall. Orm had twenty or so warriors, Orm's hounds as they were known. He had a wife too, a scrawny red-haired, bad-tempered woman called Vigdis, who was always yelling at servants and slaves, when she wasn't beating them, that is. But Rurik remained a mystery. Gunnar felt he should understand his master, so one day, on the way back from an errand, he decided to ask Thorkel about him. Thorkel had taken a liking to Gunnar and was always happy to talk. Rurik? He's a mystery to me too, said Thorkel with a smile. Gunnar had found him alone in the courtyard, wrapped up in old sheepskin, standing close to the brazier and stamping his feet on the snow. He walked into the hall one night, two summers ago, and asked Orm if he needed another warrior. Orm made him fight Ari as a test, and that's how Ari lost his ear. He's lucky Rurik didn't cut him to pieces. Orm's no fool, and he could see Rurik was the real thing. What do you mean? Aren't they all warriors? Appearances can deceive Gunnar. Thorkel's smile faded. Plenty of men think they can be warriors, but there's a world of difference between pushing women and children and slaves around and being a man your shield brothers can depend on when the sky darkens with arrows and blades rise and fall. I've seen all of that. I haven't always spent my days guarding all slave heads. I can tell you, Rurik is as good a warrior as you'll find. Is that why Stackard hates him? He makes no secret of it. Stackard is full of envy, said Thorkel. He wishes he could be a warrior like Rurik, so he plots against Rurik and tries to make the other men hate him too. But what about Orm? He likes Rurik, doesn't he? Orm does what's best for Orm. It suits him to have Rurik around, so he lets him get away with a lot. You would have lost an eye or a hand for what you did to Hogni if Rurik hadn't bought you. But Rurik is his own worst enemy, especially when he's bored or he has one of his dark moods. Gunnar knew what Thorkel meant. Every so often a black cloud of gloom seemed to settle on Rurik. He would fall silent for a day, as if speaking were too painful, and he would lie on his bed or go to a tavern and get drunk. Why does he have them? Did something happen to him, Thorkel? Ah, that I don't know. A blast of wind made the flames flap in the brazier, and Thorkel shivered and pulled his sheepskin more tightly around him. But I can guess. He was once a warrior in the Greek Emperor's Guard, and now he serves a fat slave trader in filthy Kalpang. It's not Mikkelgard, is it? Just then, Gunnar heard a harsh chattering noise behind him and he looked around. Two magpies were standing on the roof of Hogney's smithy, flapping their wings up and down and staring at him. Did you say the Greek Emperor's guard? He murmured, slowly turning back to Thorkel. In Mikkelgard? I did, Thorkel answered, his eyes narrowed. Is it important? No, said Gunnar. But it was very important indeed.